Yeah, you want to go with me. We'll open the Bible to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. It's good to be with y'all at Liberty Hill. Again, when Brother Steve and Brother Bo came to see me at the house, I got to thinking I helped in revival here. Mm-hmm. What I thought wasn't that long ago, but my goodness, how time. It's been 12, 11 years since I helped in revival here. It just doesn't seem that way. Time passes by. I want to preach this morning on the, on the topic, and this is going to be a broad topic, on the power of faith. And I will probably reference just about this whole chapter, um, but I'm going to read about the first 12 verses here. One of the greatest challenges the church faces today when I say the church, I mean the real church, the fundamental Baptist church, is a misunderstanding of faith. The world and, and other churches want to present faith as something that I can get what I want to if I just believe it. And that's just not the way it is. And I want to preach on this this morning. Before we go, we're going to spend a little bit of time on what is faith. Before we can see what faith can do for us, uh, the 11th chapter... People will call it, and your Bibles may even have it as a heading, the heroes of faith. I don't, I don't prefer that. They're, these people are not heroes. These people had the same problems and struggles that we did. They just lived by faith. They failed. They failed many times. We read about Noah. He got drunk after the ark. After Abraham, y'all know his sin. David, they're just, they're just people. But they lived through this power of faith, and it worked great things in their lives. First verse of the 11th chapter. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gifts, and by it being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his house. By, by, by the which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And I'll stop right there. We, we'll reference the rest of the chapter eventually. But what is faith? What is it? Well, the first verse comes as close as the whole Bible gives us to a definition. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The substance and evidence for stuff that is invisible. Substance means something you walk on and stand on. It's solid ground. 
Evidence means the same thing it means today. It's something that's proof. You go down to the courthouse, you take the evidence, you admit it in the trial, and it proves it. But it is proving and it is the substance for things that are invisible. Amen. Just because these things of God we can't see with a natural eye does not mean they're not real. It does not mean they don't exist. They are very, very real. And by faith, by our belief in those things, they become real to us. The substance of things hoped for, the things we long for, the things we desire, the things of God that He's promised us, those promises are real to us, are real enough we can stand on a solid foundation sure. by our faith in the Lord. Amen. Evidence. The proof. I've never seen the Lord with my natural eye, but by the eye of faith, I've seen Him. And let me tell you something, He's real to me. Amen. By faith. By my belief, by my accepting of what He's done and what He said and what He's told us, He becomes real in my life. But let me remind us, that's where the first problem with faith comes in. Faith is more than just believing. Amen. That's where people are going to fall out with me today. Faith is more than belief. You read this chapter. By faith, they did something. Amen. Faith always, 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 always implies action. It does one of the greatest errors today is I just believe God and it's going to happen. Now, I ain't going to do nothing about it. I'm not going to act on what he says. I'm sure not going to live what the Word of God tells me to do, but I believe him and he's going to make it happen. Amen. No, he's not. That don't work that way. Think about Noah. Think about Noah. Noah built an ark. Well, he sat there and said, oh, I believe God. God's going to get me an ark one day. Or my favorite, God will provide. Oh, I'm just going to wait on the Lord. God will provide. 20, 30 years goes by. Noah's still waiting on the Lord. One day it starts raining. Guess what happens? Noah drowns, waiting on God. Faith implies action. By faith, they did something. That's the main point of James chapter 2. Faith without works is dead. Amen. That'll work. Listen to me. That'll work in salvation too. You're not saved by your works, not whatsoever. But the demons believe. Right? But they're not saved. Right. When my faith works repentance and I let go of this world and its sin and I grab hold of the Lord Jesus Christ under salvation. That's saving faith. That's a difference. It works in the Christian life. You cannot please God sitting there doing nothing. Amen. You cannot please God unless your faith becomes action. And now when we've got that, when we take our faith and we act on it, then we become pleasing to God. And let me, let, me, let me go back maybe just a little bit here. Evidence and substance of things hoped for, of things not seen. But what are those based on? What is the basis of those things? Is it on something that I want or I desire or I've conjured up in my mind? That's not faith. Faith is based upon the precious Word of God. It is. That's all it's based upon. Look at every one of these people. In this chapter, and I can make a case for all of them, but I'm going to read you the ones that's evident. Look at the 8th, 7th verse. By faith, Noah, what? Being warned of God. Look at the 8th verse. By faith, Abraham, when he was called. Look down at the 
Well, 24th verse, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. But y'all know the story of Moses, right? The bush burned to him one day, and the Lord spoke to him. And, I, and it's not as obvious for all of these people, I'll give you that, but I, every single one of these people heard from the Word of God, heard from God, and that's what their faith was based upon. And if your faith is not based upon the Word of God, it's not based on anything. They all heard, listen to me, they all heard in varying forms and varying ways. Right? right? Burning bush to Moses. Some of them heard by angels. Some of them heard by the voice from heaven. First chapter of Hebrews says, God who at sundry times and in divers matters spake unto our fathers right. hath in these last days yeah. spoken unto us by his son. Yeah. Amen. Amen. People want to talk about if I could hear from the angel, I could believe. If I could see a burning bush, I could believe. We have a greater revelation today than they ever had in the Old Testament. We have more basis for our faith than the world has ever seen. Amen. We have the, the eternal Word of God. John says that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That God didn't just tell us about His darling Son and didn't tell us about the way of salvation. But His precious Son left heaven and came down and walked among men in the form of flesh. And He showed us about Himself. He revealed Himself to us by the Son of God. We have the written Word. The Word of God contained in that Bible. 66 books. That is the revealed Word of God written by men divinely inspired. And my faith is based upon this Word and what this Word says. And if I'm believing and trusting in something that's not in this book, then it's my faith, it's superstition, or it's my opinion. Right. But when my faith is based on the Word of God, it'll stand. Amen. We've got the revealed Word of God, right. the working of the Holy Spirit that touches our lives Amen. and makes that book become living to us and stirs those promises sure. and reminds us the promises of God are real and apply to our lives today. Amen. Amen. We have a basis Amen. for our faith. That is not opinion or conjecture or a myth or a mystery or some sort of thought up way of theology. But our basis of our faith is the precious Word of God and rest upon Him. Amen. Amen. Faith, believing God to the point of action. Believing what the Word says. Believe in the revealed Son of God. Believe in the leadership of the Holy Spirit so much that you act on it and it changes your life. Amen. Folks, that's faith. Sure. That's faith. That's biblical faith. Now, having said that, let me talk just a minute about the eras of today. I told you the era of doing nothing is one of the greatest eras. There's the era today that faith is positive thinking. That I want this outcome. Now you stay with me here. I want this outcome. And if I believe it enough, and I believe it so much, God will give it to me. That is not true. Now that won't fill up your church. That won't do it. But that's not true. Listen to me. That don't work that way. My, God honors faith. God blesses faith. But my faith does not obligate God to do anything or to change His will. God bless you. It does. I hate it. Well, just think about the apostles. I pondered James and Peter there in the book of Acts. Third or fourth chapter early on. Remember the story? 
Terry arrested them both and put them in prison. Right? And James was beheaded and lost his life. And the Lord delivered Peter. I guess James didn't have as much faith as Peter did. That's foolish. Foolish. But in the sovereignty of God, it was God's will that James suffered martyrdom. But it was the will of God that Peter be delivered. Amen. We see that today. Y'all got a deacon that's suffering with his health. Y'all reckon if he had enough faith, God would heal him. How insulting is it to insinuate that? How narrow-minded is it? There's two wonderful sisters over here. Both lost their husbands to cancer. If they'd had enough faith, would God have healed them? That's foolish and that's insulting. But in the will of God, it is not His purpose sometimes that everybody's healed. It's not God's purpose that somebody lives forever. Amen. But by God's sovereignty, sometimes He takes us through places we don't want to go. we got a song that talks about some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire, but all through the blood, some through great sorrow. But God gives a song in the night season all the day long. Faith is not to get out of jail free. Faith is not to be delivered from every suffering or problem of life. But faith is to take Romans 8.28 and say all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. It may not be good. It may be terrible. It may be a horrible road the Lord has laid out for you to walk. But faith is saying I'll walk it anyways. Yeah, he saved me. Though will I serve him as old Job said. Folks, that's faith. And that's based on the Word of God. And that's rock solid that'll never fail you. Amen. Faith is not something that just makes us happy and free from every problem of life. But faith is facing the problems of life with an eternal perspective and a trust in God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let me go one more time with that one. Thought about Daniel, right? Look at Daniel. Old Nebuchadnezzar brought three Hebrew children. And he said, boys, if y'all don't bow down to that golden statue, I'm going to throw you in that fiery furnace. Y'all hear what they said. Said, oh, king, our God is able to deliver us out of your hand. But if not, but if not, let it be known we won't worship. We will not bow down and worship your enemy. But if not, faith is saying God can. Sure. God can heal. God can save. God can deliver from anything you face today. But if not, I'll still serve you tomorrow. Amen. That's faith. That's faith. What can faith do for us? What can that kind of faith do for His people? First of all, and I'm just going to simply go over this one. It can make us acceptable unto God. For by it the elders obtained a good report. For first by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Sixth verse, by faith it is impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Faith makes us acceptable unto God. Now ponder that for just a second. Go back to Genesis when Adam and Eve fell in the garden and they lost that happy, holy estate. They were cut off from God spiritually. Couldn't fellowship with Him. Hid from His presence. Totally depraved. Doomed to death. Doomed to suffering. Doomed to an eternal hell. But God in His sovereign goodness had a plan. They slew a lamb in the third chapter, Genesis, right? We go on a little farther in Genesis and we see Abraham believe in God that was counted to him for righteousness. Both of those things are pointing to the great redeemer that's going to come. 
Let time roll on four or five thousand years and the Savior was born into this world. Yeah. Who went up Calvary, he lived perfect in the flesh, yes. overcame sin in the flesh, righteous, perfect, died on the cross, the innocent for the guilty. God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteous of God in him. Died, suffered, rose from the grave, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And Romans says that by faith we be justified by believing in Him. That my unrighteousness can be covered by the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. That my sin that deserved death was paid by my faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I stand before you today righteous, holy, with the debt paid through my faith, through my faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's how God accepts me. Amen. He accepts us by that simple principle of faith. Right. Amen. If he'd have said, do this, this, and this, and we'd have done it, we'd have been shouting about it. But since God said it's by faith, it don't stir us too much. <laughs> Amen. It don't stir us. Because if he had said, do it, you couldn't have done it. But by simple faith in the Savior, simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm saved today. I'm going to heaven by my faith. Not by the works of righteousness that I've done. Not by my heritage. Not what I've obtained. Not what I've got in the bank. But what the Lord and Savior did for me. And by my faith, I grabbed a hold of that. Amen. And His righteousness was given unto me. And His, His death paid the penalty for my sin. And I am acceptable unto God by that. God bless. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, which was the blood of a lamb, remember, by which he obtained the witness that he was righteous. Did that lamb make him righteous? Did that sacrifice make him righteous? But his faith in the coming Redeemer. Amen. They knew you. Remember in the book of Genesis when he, the Lord was pronouncing the curse to Adam and Eve? And he told him what would happen, but he said unto the woman that your seed will bruise the head of the serpent. That's the promise of the Redeemer. They knew the Savior was coming. And they're holding on to that, that early home. And they're looking forward to Him by faith, and I'm looking back to Him by faith. Amen. But we will all be in heaven together by faith because it's made us accept. Sure. Let me move on. I, I, don't, I don't like to be long-winded. Faith here. Faith. It makes us acceptable unto God. But you also look down to it and you see that faith is the very thing that lets us see the invisible. Look at Abraham. By faith, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I'm going to have to hurry. You remember, you remember the promise to Abraham, don't you? Abraham was a pagan living in the land of earth. And God spoke to him and said, Leave this place and go to a land I'll show you. He goes on and the Lord says, I'm going to give you this land to Canaan. He takes him to a mountain, remember? Mm -hmm. And from the Mediterranean all the way out to the middle of the desert over the rivers. He said, this is yours. But Abraham never possessed it. Right? Why does he think he said he lived in a, as a sojourner? Mm -hmm. Amen. He was in a tent. He was a stranger. Wandering through the land, God said he'd give him. There were cities there. Yeah. Lot went down to one, right? Lot set up a home down there in that land of Sodom. But old Abraham walking out, living in his tent, 
living up in the backside of nowhere. Now, Abraham, you got to understand and remember, was the richest man at this time. Some folks say the richest man that ever lived, if you account for the for inflation. But he never had anything. The only thing he ever owned was a place to bury his dead. And I can imagine, and by faith now, the scripture says he looked for a city, though, whose had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He wasn't looking for a place down here. But by faith, he was looking for something that was beyond this life. He was seeing. He was seeing that invisible thing. You reckon sitting out there on the plains out in the middle of nowhere in a foreign land, he ever got homesick and longed for that place he left? I bet he might have. And I bet the family had a conversation about how bad we missed this place. Oh, and I think about Abraham, what we, what we left behind in that land of earth. And Abraham just saying, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Yes. He's seeing the invisible thing. And it had become real enough to him. Listen to me. It had become real enough to him that he forsook this present world. Yes. Oh, to God, that the place we're going would get real enough to us to turn loose a little bit of this world. Amen. 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 I, I worry sometimes. I'll just be honest with you. The Lord has blessed me. been very good to me. Got a nice place, Brother Steve. Got a nice garden. It's beautiful. Got to live on the side of the mountain. Look at that. It's pretty. The valley, the mist rises over. Every now and then, though, I think to myself, Lord, don't let me get so satisfied with this down here that I can't get excited for what you got over yonder. We live blessed. Food on our tables. Air-conditioned homes, comfortable beds. Don't have to work too hard for nothing. Don't have to worry about a single thing. And we're so satisfied with this present world that what's invisible to us is not real enough. Amen. I hope that we'll let by faith what's invisible become visible. And we live for that. He looked for a sea who had foundations, whose builder and maker is God, and never got satisfied with what was down here. Faith lets us accept the impossible. Through, and I'm going to close in just a minute. Through faith, Sarah also received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she was just him faithful who had promised. Eighty and ninety years old, the Lord tells Abraham, you're going to have a son. Eighty and ninety. It's impossible. That can't happen. But they believed God, and guess what happened? About a year later, after that meeting, the baby went to crying. 29th verse. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Y'all know the story? The Egyptian army's closing in. The Red Sea's over here. It's certain death for the people of God. In fact, they said, why did you bring us out here that we could die in this wilderness? The Lord said, raise your rod. The seas, it was impossible, right? It was impossible. Couldn't happen. But they believed God, obeyed God, and the sea parted. And they walked across by dry ground. Yeah. You go on down, it tells about the walls of Jericho. 30 feet high, as wide as this building. You've got a bunch of giants living in the city with a bunch of slaves who've been building bricks trying to overtake it. It ain't going to happen. But the Lord said, walk around it. And the scripture says the walls just fell down. It was impossible. But God did it. Yeah. There are impossible things in your life that it just don't look like it's going to happen. 
and it just don't seem entirely possible for God to do it. Amen? He may not. But you know what? He might. Yeah. If you believe God and act on what He says, sure. He might work a miracle sure. in your life. Last one. Faith lets us hold on and cling to the promises. Look at the 22nd verse, I believe it is. By faith, Joseph, when he died, mentioned the parting of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. You remember that story, don't you? Yeah. They'd been down in Egypt for a while. Mm -hmm. Went down there because of the famine. 300 years after Abraham had died, after Abraham had had the promise, God's going to give you that land. Joseph, as he's dying in the 50th chapter of Genesis, says, surely God's going to visit you and take you out of this place. And when you go, take my bones with you. Take me out of Egypt and bury me in the land of promise. 300 years after the promise. It was 400 more years. Y'all know the story? And the Lord said, I remember. I remember the children of Israel down there in Egypt. had been in Egypt 700 years. But you read the 15th chapter, and they left with the homes of Joseph. Yeah, you go over and read the book of Joshua, and they buried him in the land of Canaan about 800 years after the promise of God. But time had not dimmed the promise. Amen. And by faith, Joseph was still holding on to it. Listen to me. Faith lets us cling to the promises of God. Time does not dim them whatsoever. Right. It's been 2,000 or so years since the Lord said He'd come back for His children. Time has passed. By. And Peter said in those last days they'd be scoffers, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? Amen. But listen, time has not dimmed that promise whatsoever. Right. Amen. Think about my grandmother. Tells about her granddaddy, Deacon of the Baptist Church. He got old living with him. She said, About every morning, he'd walk out to the porch and say, This is going to be the day the Lord comes back. That's been 70 years ago. But the promise of God still stands. One glorious morning. The Lord is going to step out of the cloud. Time will be no more. And His people will be taken out of this world. Where sin and trouble and sorrow will never end. And faith will end in sight. And it will be our possession. Sure. Every problem will be wiped from our eyes. Every tear will be gone. Every trouble of life will be solved. I believe that. And by faith, I hope I cling to that promise. And keep going on. And faith lets me hold on to an eternal perspective. The Apostle Paul said that for our light afflictions, which are for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are unseen are eternal. Those invisible things, what I'm holding on to, yes. those invisible things help me keep an eternal perspective. Oh, I've done been too long and I'm just going to finish. You didn't buy Oh my God. We've got our eyes on what's going on in this world too much. We watch too much news. Amen. One side or the other, we watch too much of it. We watch too much of the finances. We watch too much of the wickedness of this world when it don't make a difference whatsoever. This thing is temporal. My hope ain't here. My hope is not at all that this is. My hope, I'm, I'm as patriotic as the next fellow. But my hope is not in the United States of America. My hope is in that city that's not been seen. Amen. This thing may fall apart tomorrow, but it will not affect my eternal promises. I'm seeing what's invisible. And I hope by faith I hold on to it. That's what faith can do for you if you'll live what the Lord says. Amen. Come on, Mr. Somebody. Amen.
said about faith and, and that and that I've, I've been guilty of sitting back and saying uh, well the Lord will just work it all out uh, but every so often I need to put some legs on my faith and on my prayers and there's something I can do uh, and, 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 and God wants it and he gave us examples of men who put legs on their on their prayers they put legs on their faith not knowing carnally what they were going to face, but stepped out on faith, believing that God would do what he said that he would do. That's the only way a person can get saved, is to believe that God will do what he said that he'll do in stepping out on faith. And after we become saved and we live a while in the Christian life, we find out that we continually, we continually have to have faith, the faith, the trials and tribulations of this world that are coming to each and every one of us today. I appreciate the message, brother, we need today, this morning. And I hope, I hope with all my heart that this will help increase your faith, that you will uh, look at these, these men that he read about here, look at what they went through, and, 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 and strive 
to have more faith today. And, and, uh, and, I, and I just, um, I, I, I look around and so many times just as he preached, we get, we get hung up and, 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 and satisfied with everything around us and, and get content. But I want the Lord to let me see a little bit yes. further out and that I'll strive for that that he has in store for us. And be thankful for what he's blessed you with. Never take it for granted. Always be thankful for it. But keep your eyes on the prize today. Amen. I appreciate the message. Anybody got anything you need to do or say? I believe it was just a few short weeks ago the comment was made in Sunday school that Webster said that faith is a noun, but the scriptures say faith is a verb. Mm -hmm. I remember us talking about that. Amen. Amen.